Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. An insider's take on why you should join the Sarasota Chamber. When you've had a diverse background in both for and nonprofit businesses, you learn a lot of skills applicable in both worlds. A career move that eventually makes sense is to apply those skills at what may be the most diverse business association around, the local Chamber of Commerce. Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, and I'm very pleased to welcome Ed Hill, Vice President of the Greater Sarasota Chamber of Commerce. In today's episode, you'll learn one thing most people don't know about Ed, what many people get wrong about the Chamber, how current members can get more results from their membership, insights on the Chamber's highly regarded Leadership Sarasota program, why you should consider joining the Greater Sarasota Chamber of Commerce just like I did, and much, much more. Thank you for stopping by today, as it is my hope you will listen, learn, and connect. Ed Hill, Vice President of the Greater Sarasota Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here for sure, Bob. Well, this this is going to be cool to have you uh, on the show today for a number of reasons. One, because you're relatively new to the Chamber, and I've been so involved with the Chamber, I'm kind of excited to get your perspective on some things that you're seeing because you know you have a really diverse background, business background. We're going to get into some of that in a little bit here. But I got to ask you, what's one thing that most people don't know about Ed Hill? You know, Bob, that's a great question. And, and I'm going to date myself with this. But, but I think you you and I, I think, are about the same age. So we, yeah, we are. Anyway, um, do you remember the, uh, the uh, board game called Pictionary? I do. You know, we, people would be teams and you'd have to draw something and the person had to guess what it was. Yep. Well, an extension of that was the TV show that was produced by Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson called Win, Lose, or Drone. You recall that? I recall that as well. Okay. Well, I actually, because I was so good at Pictionary amongst our circle of friends, they thought I should audition for the TV show. So I did indeed audition for it. And uh, this was one day in Orlando. Uh, I was one of maybe a thousand people that was there auditioning. And I made it to the finals of the audition. I did not, I was not selected. I guess I wasn't quite animated enough. Okay. I was down to like the top 10 uh, trying out for win, lose, or draw. So that was kind of a, that was a fun experience. That's Most funny. people might know that about me. 
That's funny. Did, did you get to hang out with Lonnie Anderson at all? She was not there. I think they had someone <laughs> like Lonnie Anderson lookalike. That was yeah. There. Yeah, for folks that don't remember her, she was a beautiful blonde. She was a beautiful blonde. And she was actually on one of my hometown shows, which was WKRP in Cincinnati. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. She and oh. Reynolds teamed up in a couple movies, and they became an item. And, and later on, uh, or early on, I guess, during my University of Tampa days, Shortly thereafter, uh, Burt Reynolds owned one of the USFL football teams. Oh, I didn't and know that. There was the Tampa Bay Bandits, and uh, he and Lonnie would be up in the booth right above us watching the games every every home game. Your your closest connection to fame, I guess. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, well, good. Well, let's get into the chamber here. You've only been with the chamber for a few months now, but you um you have a very diverse background. Uh, in business. Let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, you worked for International Paper for quite a while. You in assisted living, employee leasing. Uh, then you were uh, executive director at the uh, chamber down in Inglewood. So I think, yeah, I think that's pretty fascinating. So you worked both profit, for-profit and non-profit and for other chambers and whatnot. So I think you're going to have a pair of fresh eyes, I think, to share with our listeners about Sarasota Chamber. But let's talk a little bit. So, so you're the vice president what is your primary focus there? Yes, Bob. I joined the, uh, this chamber about three months ago. In fact, I think my three-month anniversary was last week. And the role of vice president with the Sarasota Chamber has oversight over the events. Uh, that would be the large signature events that we have throughout the year, such as our party on the bay, the golf tournament, uh, the annual breakfast that we had last week, uh, as well as our regular monthly events, the networking lunches, the uh, good morning, Sarasota events in the morning and then the after hours, uh, as well as in this role, I also have oversight over uh, attracting new members to join the chamber, uh, as well as to assist and, and oversight what we call retention, which is to keep the current members uh, part of the chamber year after year. So right. event, membership, as well as the communications that go out from the chamber and any kind of marketing and promotion that we do for the chamber. So oversight over all of those areas, and, and I can tell you, I just love it. Just love it. It's a great that's, group of people to work with, and it's been a lot of fun already. That's great. I was at Party on the Bay and also the annual breakfast. Those were two great events. And it, you know what's been great for me, and this is a shameless plug for the Chamber, is I've been able to get a lot of guests for my podcast to the Chamber. As a matter of fact, it's the first thing I turn to. And I think probably I maybe 30, 40% of the 115 episodes that we've done, maybe more, have all come through the chamber. So I, I've just always been a big believer in the chamber and uh, really appreciate what you guys do. Absolutely. Well, you know, I've been here three months. I've actually been in the chamber space, if you will, for about 12 years. Um, yeah. Uh, Talk about that. With the Inglewood uh, Chamber. I was there as their executive director for six and a half years, but on each side of that, Bob, uh, I served on a board of directors for a uh, the Charlotte County Chamber uh, while I was in, uh, you know, private business. And then after my time with the Inglewood Chamber, I was actually a uh, board member of the Northport Chamber. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> uh, I've been intimately involved with a number of chambers in Southwest Florida. But no, I actually saw, I, I guess I, when I do my research, I hopped on LinkedIn and I think I did see you down at the uh, Northport Chamber recently down there. So you still have some ties down there. Well, that's really cool. What's, so what do you like about the chamber space? 
you know, it's it's just I get a tremendous amount of enjoyment of watching businesses grow, helping people be successful. Um, I can go on for hours, Bob, uh, giving you examples of people that may have moved into a particular town. You know, maybe they moved into Venice or Northport or Inglewood, and one of their first stops was at the Chamber of uh, Chamber of Commerce building, sure. getting information to learn about the area. And then one thing leads to another. They join the chamber, and before you know it, before they know it, they are quickly connected to all the movers and shakers within a given community. And it, that can happen in the, in the course of just months, where without the resources and platforms of the chamber, it might take a person years. Yeah, I, I and I couldn't agree more. To me, it's just one of the hubs of the community. So, so what are you? So, well, so then, ter- since you like to watch businesses grow, want to certainly have a story or two of something that you have experienced over the years that you'd like to share of, you know, how has a business leveraged the uh, leverage the local chamber? I mean, certainly you heard my story, but yeah, there's there's one. Uh, this particular individual is now the president of the board of the Charlotte County Chamber. Uh, he moved to Punta Gorda probably 10 years ago. It doesn't matter, 10, 15 years ago. I lose track of time. Um, but uh, he joined the chamber, and none of us even knew how to pronounce his last name. He had kind of a complicated last name. Right. Uh, and he's a photographer, a freelance photographer. He uh, operated uh, with a work for a company that would go to churches and take their photos for their membership directory. He right. worked for a company doing that. He retired from that, made the move to Florida, going out to starting his own freelance photography business and um, joined the chamber. And like I said, today he's the president of the board and just has a has a great business. And he will tell you he owes it all to the chamber. That's cool. That's cool. I, you know, it's interesting. Back in episode 31, I had uh, Kathy Lerner on and she's, of course, the chamber. She's the president of the Venice Chamber of Commerce. And she was a member there for a number of years. And just because of her involvement and her life had changed and she decided to become the president down there. So you never know what may happen. That's true. I mean, and, and actually, I was on the board of the Charlotte County Chamber uh, participating in their business expo. That's a big event they have. I think they had about 100 exhibitors at the expo. Yep. And one of the uh, expo events was a panelist of what they call marketing experts, or if you will. And and I was tagged to be one of those uh, on the panel. As I'm literally walking up the steps onto the stage, the executive director of the Charlotte County Chamber grabbed me by the arm, pulled me around the curtain and said, the Englewood Chamber uh, <laughs> is now in need of a new executive director. You need to go get that job. So that's how that all transpired, which was kind of interesting. And like, like Uncle Sam there with the finger points, you know, the U.S. <laughs> the chamber you. needs you, huh? Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, what are some things? First off, again, as we talk about the fresh eyes you bring to the chamber, what are some things that you've been pleasantly surprised about? Because you know, every chamber is completely different. I initially, I thought that a the chapter chambers were member of the state chamber and then the federal level. And that's not true at all, is it? It is not true. Every organization is independent. And another misconception that a lot of people have is that they're, they could be part of the local government, that maybe there's some government funding that is involved with the chamber. Uh, that was particularly uh, enlightening for some people to learn in Inglewood 
when the, the fireworks display was always a big concern out there in a smaller town. And right. the chamber would help uh, raise money and, and create the, the awareness of the need to raise money. And I can tell you, I would get a number of folks that would just call me or email me or hunt me down and, and tell me that I needed to get to the federal, to the government. I need to make sure that the Sarasota County was contributing to the fireworks. How can they not be, you know, given the chamber enough money to support the fireworks? Yeah. So people do. They think that the chamber is actually part of the government, which it is not. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I got on one of the extensions. I think it, I guess it's a state level of the chambers. I was just f- fooling around looking, doing some research and whatnot. And I, I'm thinking there, I forget how many chambers there are, but you can tell that some chambers have a whole lot more resources than others. And so I know enough about the other chambers and just from doing my research and whatnot that it seems to me like the Sarasota chamber does a whole lot with a little. And so, so what are, what are some things you've been pleasantly surprised about to see uh, at this stint that you've had? Well, I can, you know, being intimately involved with all of those chambers and, and you mentioned Venice. I know Kathy very well from my time in Englewood. Plus, um, I had a, a couple of years where I was back in the private sector following my stint with the Englewood Chamber, and that company was based in Venice. And even though I knew Kathy, I wasn't very well connected to the Venice community. So one of the first things I did was sign up and get selected to leadership Venice. Most of the chambers okay. all have leadership programs. So by being a part of that leadership program, I was immediately connected to um, very influential people within the Venice community. Uh, just like the, uh, uh, we have Leadership Sarasota, which is a tremendous program. And just the, the scope of the Sarasota program is, is at least twice the size of the other chambers. You know, um, there's typically, I think this past year, I think there was a hundred people that applied. Oh, wow. For positions. And uh, Sarah does a great job with that program here in, in Sarasota. So if anybody really wants to get a good peek behind the curtain of the operations of Sarasota County and the city of Sarasota, they need to watch out for information regarding leadership Sarasota um, and uh, make sure they apply and get involved with that program. So so leadership Sarasota is not just for, say, I don't know, the up and coming manager or some Somebody new out of school and, and, and some companies trying to promote them or not. It's, it's for really all levels, right? It is all levels. There's certainly an element of that. Uh, but I can tell you, I have been a part of, well, I've been a part of multiple leadership programs. I also facilitate some of these programs and, uh, it, it's really, it happens every year that somebody who was born and raised in a given community, they go through that program and they say, you know, I never knew that was there. I didn't know that Meals on Wheels operated right here in our neighborhood. Yeah. I didn't realize that there's such a need for um, resources to help with the homelessness. You know, those kind of things. Uh, some of the some of the things that people learn about a community are some of the needs of the community, but also some of the resources that are available to address those needs. Interesting. Interesting. So, so, so when you go through the program, when someone goes through the program, give us just, you know, kind of like the quick steps or, the, or how many meetings are there and then their progression and what are the topics you guys go over? Yeah. T- typically there, there's chamber programs, leadership programs uh, are really common, but they're all a little bit different. Typically there's a uh, application process 
where they have to kind of identify their goals and, and what kind of makes them tick. But then once they're selected, they typically meet once a month for an entire day. The class will have a certain theme to the day. It might be education. So they may go visit different schools. They might visit with school board members. Um, other days might be uh, uh, Justice Day, or and they might go to the courthouse. Cool. So you really get a, an in-depth look at that segment of the community. And that's all done in one day, one day per month. And typically the programs are seven to eight months in length. That's neat. That's neat. What, what do you think that a lot of people may get wrong about the Sarasota Chamber? Well, I, I would say just chambers in general, you know, seeing a lot of the chambers that I, I have been a part of, I think sometimes, you know, Bob, what happens is people have unrealistic expectations. The, the thought is, okay, I'm going to fill out this application. I'm yeah. going to pay my money to join the chamber. Now that I've joined, I'm going to just sit back and all this business is just going to come flying in and land on my desk uh, without many effort, without much effort. And it just happens just because they are now a chamber member uh, and can put maybe that bug on their email or on their door. Uh, it still takes work. You know, what a chamber does, it provides you the platforms to share your message uh, and a lot of other things. It can help you um, uh, define your message, education on how to deliver a, a more effective message. But the, the chamber just provides you that platform. People still need to work to um, to generate that business. So I, I would say that's part of the biggest misconception is, you know, it, it does once you join the chamber, there's no effort required and their business is just going to skyrocket. And that's just a misconception. I, you know, and I couldn't agree more. I have been an ambassador to the chamber. I've been an ambassador for the chamber. I'm now obviously a member of the chamber. And I will say that that is clearly the single business mistake that I see members make that it's like a part of any any other part of your marketing time and money that you're going to spend to promote your business or service is that you'd have to show up and you, frankly, you have to learn how to build relationships. I've never liked the word networking at all. To me, that's that's a bunch of wires, you know, c connecting to computers. But particularly, I think this town here, the size of the town is you really are looking to build a relationship where first you have a rapport with that person and then there's that opportunity to build business and uh, or mm -hmm. to do business. And it does take time. It, it does. And, and I would say with the chamber's uh, structure and the platform of the chamber, that time can be shortened. Like I mentioned yes. in, in individual before, you know, I think, you know, I completely agree. You, you talk about building relationships. Uh, what the chamber does, it kind of helps you identify who are the people within the community that's important to build relationships with. Again, it's the movers and shakers, and it's those that are out there making things happen that typically join a chamber. So you already have a somewhat of a qualified um, audience with other chamber members. But then once you, uh, you know, these people are identified, you have the events to go to. You know, like where we met, you know, had a great conversation at the right. Good Morning Sarasota. So these are the people that really make things happen within the community. So how do I get the opportunity to meet with these people? Well, you go to a chamber event, and then you're, you're there over a cup of coffee or over lunch or or after uh, with a cocktail after hours. And there's just lots of opportunities to become engaged with those in the community that can help move. Not, well, you know, I, I was going to say move a business forward. In some cases, you know, the nonprofit community, um, they may not be looking for 
you know, it's not business they're trying to generate, but certainly relationships are trying to Indeed. come in and talk Indeed. Yeah, what Ed was talking about a little bit earlier was where he and I kind of first had a chance to talk at length was at Rise and Nyes. That was back, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And Rise and Nyes is over there on State Street. And it's a coffee and ice cream place. And they employ uh, mentally challenged employees. They're just doing a great job over there. Has over 300 uh, people that need to be placed because uh, a lot of them, it's the first time they've ever had a job and they show up on time and they're doing a great job. But uh, that's where Ed and I met. Again, I'll give you guys another shameless plug. That was Good Morning Sarasota. And man, I, it's a great way to start your Friday off to go to some place like that, have a cup of coffee and uh, very, very cool. Yes. Yeah. You, you asked earlier, and I didn't mean to get sidetracked, which I have the tendency to do, um, about the Sarasota Chamber. And, you know, again, I've been exposed to a, to a lot of different chambers and different philosophies and different things that they do. And one thing that I really was not aware of until I, I got here was the impact that this chamber has uh, on the Sarasota community. I mean, it's uh, Heather does a it's great huge. job. It's huge. It is. You know, advocating for businesses. I mean, that effort is just, it's on steroids when compared to the other uh, other chambers. But also, our career edge program, which I am not versed well enough really to give many details, but uh, essentially there's a couple of different components to it. And one of them is um, uh, we will uh, help businesses uh, either attract interns or once they have uh, discovered an intern, we will help pay the wages of that intern. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's just you know, removing some of the risk uh, an employer may have, but also trying to match up individuals. You know, one of the biggest uh, challenges our businesses are having are attracting and retaining good talent. Indeed. And if we can help uh, businesses with an internship program, we, we can do that. Uh, we also have programs out there where we put people on a, a fast-track educational program where in the course of maybe five or six, seven weeks, they graduate that program with uh, uh, certificates to go directly into the workforce with selected industries. And, and it's just tremendous programs, and I had no idea that Sarasota Timber did that. So, Ed, one of the things I, I don't really have settled in my mind is you know, kind of what happens at the state level. I know Heather goes up to uh, Tallahassee and I guess it's Tallahassee, but the state level for the chamber and, and works with the um, with the politicians there and whatnot. What does that look like and how does it kind of trickle down to the local level? Yeah, with, uh, Heather and some other staff members uh, recently returned and they just don't go up there to, to look to have a good time, lunch and parties and whatnot. You're yeah. going out there with documented legislative um, initiatives that that she has uh, been been versed on from the local businesses. You know, these okay. are the issues that Sarasota businesses uh, that are concerned to local businesses, and and they sit down and they go to the different offices of those that can have an impact uh, on a given area, and they're presenting them with those documents. You know, you know, we represent. You know, she's there representing uh, close to 1,300 businesses. And over 60,000 employees uh, is what's part of the message that she's delivering. And these are the issues that are important to this community. You know, it, it kind of goes without saying, you know, when you're representing 60,000 employees, in theory, those are 60,000 votes, right? Yeah, sure. And yeah. so uh, 
And, and so uh, she goes up there with, with a lot of leverage, um, articulates the position very well of the local businesses. Interesting. I mean, there's also um, a member of Le- Leadership Florida. I mentioned uh, uh, how uh, the different chamber leadership programs connect you the best way into a local community. Well, imagine taking that to the state level. To state level. Yeah. Most people don't realize Florida is now the third most populated state in the union. And we are the 15th, maybe the 10th, maybe the 10th largest economy in the world. I mean, that's, that's quite a a connection. If you can get connected at that level, I think. (laughs) It is. In fact, some of those numbers that you decided, uh, ironically, you had no way of knowing this, are actually printed in our next issue of the bridge, which oh, is cool. our newsletter. That is, uh, I'm looking at my calendar on the wall. Uh, that's going to be printed here in April. So folks um, uh, have the opportunity to either pick one up in the chamber office, or it is digitally reproduced on our website, uh, sarasotachamber.com. Yeah, that's great. That comes out on a quarterly, quarterly basis. And then I guess it was the May one is coming out. Uh, April issue is coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. April issue. I'm sorry. Oh, well, good. Well, something I've always been curious about, Ed, people that have, like you, that have worked in both the for-profit and non-profit arenas. I know they're all businesses, but they, they're they different in some regards. And and what are some things that you see that are different about the non-profit space? Uh, you and I were talking earlier before I hit record, and you know I was part of a board at a local uh, club here, a private club here. And uh, you had the staff, of course, which were responsible for operating the, you know, the club. But then you had, you know, the the members that tried to a lot of times. <laughs> and uh, but but there's got to be some some differences, uh, some nuances. And I've always been curious about that. Yeah, no, I think I'm, uh, my immediate reaction is there's probably a lot more than things that are similar. And right. You need a, a nonprofit, if they don't run it like a business. Yeah. Um, they um, they will not last very long, right? Just like if a if a business, if a for profit business doesn't run it like a business, then they soon become a non profit business, yeah, you know, unintentionally. But um, and, and that's just relating to you need to have a mission. Obviously, you need to know what you want to do. Uh, in the chamber, we need to attract new members. We need to retain the members, uh, and we do all that by providing value. For me, the word is value. Yep. Uh, we are constantly trying to uh, ensure, just checking ourselves to make sure that our members have value when they go to a breakfast, when they um, uh, come to one of our, our learning events, one of our relationship building events. We want them to leave that event uh, saying to themselves, that was a good use of my time. Right, right. So that's kind of the check that I use. You know, the other thing that occurred to me is, Regardless of whether you're nonprofit or not, you're still in a competitive environment. Um, I mean, you know, you got Brittany, Brittany Lamont out in Lakewood Ranch Business Alliance. We Jackie Jazelski up in Manatee Chamber. We already mentioned Kathy uh, Lair down at uh, the Venice. So there are other chambers, but there's also industry associations that businesses can join. So it kind of comes back to that value proposition mm-hmm. that you mentioned, you know, a couple minutes ago. What are some things that I guess that you're working on, excited about right now, that uh, where you're adding more value to current members and future members? Yes. Well, it's, you know, they've been here three months, so I'm still kind of finding out, you know, even what we do. Uh, but, you know, an example would be our party, party on the Bay. You right. Know, you went to that. So, you know, we sit back, 
if you've been with an organization for some period of time, uh, the tendency might be to to just keep doing the same things that you're comfortable doing that you may have had good results. Rinse and repeat. Uh, well, yeah, and uh, uh, and that can be maybe a you know a, a cycle that might be hard to break. Yeah, sure. Uh, but for example, we do something uh, a little different at partying the bay. One, the venue was different than in previous years. Oh, it's gorgeous. It was gorgeous. And I don't know if you, if you uh, noticed as you approached the door, there was a violin player up there on the balcony. I did. I did. What, 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 what was in? What was it? Ah, I'm, I'm dri- driving me nuts now. It was over there by um, Powell Crosley. US, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Crosley Estate. Right. That was absolutely gorgeous. You, you know, that was, was just, that was just kind of a wild idea. Was sitting around and then, well, when I went to see the place, I did a, um, a site visit. And I saw that balcony. I said, "We need someone here. We need someone cool. standing right here doing something." So it's just stuff like that. I mean, and, yeah. Uh, uh, but it's funny. It's funny because at that event, I walked away with at least a half a dozen business cards. And mm-hmm. folks, you know, I don't know if I'll have them on the show or not, but I had a chance now. I can go back and look at their business and uh, that sort of jazz. So I mean, and to me, that's the secret sauce. But that was that was a perfect venue to have that so you, you can rinse or you can rinse and repeat that for next year <laughs> yeah what, what are some other things you guys are doing to uh i, I guess you know for retention and and and, and retaining uh members well we, certainly we're going to be um in fact we just talked about it today uh we're going to be putting together i'm going to back up just a minute you, you said you did go to the breakfast last friday is that correct yes yeah the annual breakfast uh-huh how about Over the speaker how about the speaker that was there? Yeah, I, if, yes, obviously because it's a chamber event. I, it's great having an entrepreneur there and somebody right. who came from nothing and built. It was uh, Chicka Pop Boom, I think was the name of the popcorn. Right, right. Okay, so so the speaker and her name slips from my mind right now, but she 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 built up this popcorn company. And as a matter of fact, we used to buy our pop. We do buy our popcorn from uh, Costco. See, so big bright packaging and whatnot, and it's a skinny pop popcorn. I think it is, but. So she was she was great. She was great, and and I wrote down probably half a dozen notes, uh, just because we can always learn from people like yeah, that. Indeed. And um, really, as a result of that conversation, we discussed it today. We are going to be putting together some focus groups, yeah, uh, of select chamber members, as well as tapping into our ambassadors, yeah, maybe some other groups as well. We want to go directly to our members and say, okay, these are the ways that we have done things in the past. Yeah. These are some things that we're kind of thinking about, maybe some way to uh, um, uh, to just modify them a little bit or, or looking for a little different outcome and just kind of test test these ideas with these focus groups. So uh, uh, that's one thing that's kind of exciting. It's really interesting. I'm, I've been a big-time believer of brainstorming exercises. I, sure. go, I go back to the 1980s yeah. you know, with different philosophies and whatnot. But to get groups of people together – and just start the conversation down one way, and before you know it, you're going in different directions with very creative ways that you didn't even dream would be possible. So, um, you know, are, are we going to upset the entire apple cart to Sarasota Chamber? Absolutely not, because so many yeah, things sure. have worked so well. But there's certainly ways that we can possibly um, modify some things. The, the world is changing. Technology is changing. You know, people's... Uh, you know, they're working differently now. A lot more people are working from home. They right. may not be going out as much. You know, just the dynamic of the workspace uh, has changed in the last couple of years. And if we 
if if businesses, regardless if they're a nonprofit or profit, right, always do things the way they've always done them, they're going to be left behind. Right. So, so good for so you. We're, we're, we're looking to uh, to just explore some some different things, but we want to do it with different focus groups uh, and people that are have a real interest, you know, stakeholders of the chamber. So I'm really yeah, we and you should be, and I I couldn't commend you more for doing that. Uh, I, I, case in point, you talk about people working from home. I'm going to be a part of a podcast organization here in the next week or so, and there are literally going to be thousands of people on a LinkedIn line there. That, of course, is completely different from what you and I grew up with. But I, I think what it'll be, I think it's really going to be cool and it, be to see the outcomes that you get from your brainstorming session because the chamber you have such a diverse group of businesses for nonprofits. You even have you know philanthropy, all that sort of jazz. Really, be able to um, gather some some I think some real creative stuff that you guys can get, can do going forward. I think that's really exciting. Well, you know, I, you know, I would say. You know, people that were involved with the chambers, you know, I was going to say 10 years ago, but even five years ago, they typically would say, okay, you, you join the chamber. Now, you know, you, you won't get anything out of it unless you put something into it. And people historically uh, would believe that they would have to be belly to belly with people at the right. event. There's value in that. We know that. But, um, that can't be the only way in which people can build relationships. We need to find other ways, whether it be social media, you know, LinkedIn, the Facebook, the, the yeah. Twitter, uh, Instagrams of the world. Now we really need to to dive into that and be able to uh, not just share our message well on those platforms, somehow make those platforms available to our members yeah. so they can leverage their membership amongst the membership. You know, it's interesting when I started looking at the podcasting industry, if you will, and how do you start a podcast and how do you choose a topic and who's your avatar and software and so on and so forth. I was very much intrigued by the digital and in-person, in-face combination I would have if I made it a very local focused podcast. So, so that is exactly what I do is I leverage the podcast to, you know, have in-depth talks with, with, you know, find folks like you, and then I get to put it up on the internet, put it up there on social media. But then it's it's just, it's great then going to, you know, party on the bay or going to, you know, the annual breakfast or other social uh, constructs that you guys have put together through the chamber. And uh, it's a, to me, it's a great vehicle to build relationships. And uh, so I think you, you, you're talking my language. Well, it's just uh, in my, in my language, and, and just uh, I get just so excited when uh, we can introduce something and and you know start seeing a, resp a response from folks and and outcomes that they're looking to, to achieve, and that the chamber is helping them uh, to meet those those goals that they have. That's what just gives me uh, uh, makes me smile during the course. That's of great. Well, you've already shared what you're excited about, and so which was going to be my last question, but so I'll I'll end it with this. There's somebody out there on the line right now who is either a member of the chamber or is thinking about joining the chamber. Maybe they're a small business owner. Maybe they're an executive. We don't know. Mm -hmm. right. Give us a couple tips of what you want them to keep in mind about the chamber, why they should join, or why they should stay. Well, I mean, it's uh... – <clears throat> Certainly, you know, while they should join, if they, they are in a business and they want to attract new customers, uh, my question to them would be, where are you looking for those new customers? 
Yeah. And, and a lot of times people will say, well, I, I don't advertise. I don't do this. I don't do that. My business has grown through word of mouth. Word of mouth advertising is how I grow my business. Well, you know, as a chamber guy and you yourself, there's no better place in which that word of mouth advertising to be spread than at chamber events and through a chamber of commerce. You know, you have a community that is full of individuals that are there for the same reason that you are. Um, right. Sometimes people will say, well, I don't want to ask for business. Oh, you don't need to be concerned about asking for business at a chamber event because that's what we're all there to do. Um, to form those relationships and the business just comes. So, uh, um, you know, I would just say if you're thinking about joining the chamber, one, just get a hold of myself or some folks here and we'll invite you to a chamber event. You know, be our guest. Absolutely. Kind of the if you will, uh, see what it's like. Um, and if, uh, if somebody has been part of the chamber and maybe they don't quite feel it was, you know, they get the most out of it, again, let's have a conversation. Yes. Maybe find out how they've been using our resources or not using our resources usually is is the case and try to get them back on track uh, and, and help get them re-engaged with the, uh, the different options they have at the chamber, the different platforms to grow their business, to help spread their message. That's great. That's great. And so if someone wants to, we'll finish up by saying if someone wants to reach out to you, they can reach you at ehill at sarasotaschamber.com or they can call you at 941-556-4040. And please, 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 if you send me an email or give me a phone call, uh, let me know that the reason you're contacting me is you listen to this podcast because we want Bob to know what kind of reach he's experiencing out there within the community. Thank you. (laughs) You bet. You bet. Ed, listen, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And as always, I appreciate all our listeners. And I encourage our listeners to go to Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram and Twitter and give us a shout out there. If somebody you want to have on the show or some feedback that you want to give us, we always have our ears bended to our listeners. Ed, once again, thank you so very much for being on the Sarasota Stories podcast. Well, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. You betcha. Bye-bye, everyone. Hello, dear listeners. This is Bob again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect.